Good morning, this is The Trough for Monday the 20th of March, your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political news you need to know this morning. News poll is out and the Coalition has clawed back some ground. It trails Labor 48% to 52%, two-party preferred. That's up three points from two weeks ago. That result is also bigger than the margin of error for this poll. The government's primary vote is also up three points from 34 to 37%. Labor's primary vote is down 2% to 35 while the Greens are down 1% to 9%. And One Nation is holding steady at 10%. As preferred Prime Minister, Mr Turnbull has also extended his lead over the opposition leader, Bill Shorten. Now, is this a positive result for the government? Definitely. Is it good enough? Not by a long shot. Its primary vote is still five points lower than at the same time last year's federal election. A result like this in two years' time will see Bill Shorten in the lodge. But psychologically, this will be a sugar hit for Turnbull as Parliament resumes today. The poll was taken at the time of the new Snowy Hydro plan being unveiled. A proposal straight out of the Utopia playbook, but something which has received a mostly positive response from the media. The federal government will today deliver a statement on multiculturalism, signalling a shift in the coalition's approach. In extracts published by the ABC and The Australian, despite the exclusive tag, it will declare that multiculturalism has been a success. The statement also addresses the need for social cohesion and to respect the shared values of respect, freedom and equality. It also also has an emphasis, a greater emphasis, on national security. The Australian believes today's statement is a, quote, rejection of multiculturalism as a vehicle for grievance and identity politics, and that it implicitly advocates for changing Section 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act. Paul Keating has blasted a proposal to allow people to access their superannuation to buy a home. The former Prime Minister has told Fairfax it would pull the backside out of super because it would drive up prices, it could permanently gut retirement nest eggs for those under the age of 40, and would compromise the optimal investment profiles of the super funds themselves. Some coalition backbenchers are supportive of the idea and there's been some persistent backgrounding that the federal government is at the very least considering such a proposal. But a large number of economists have warned against it, suggesting it could put superannuation funds at risk if house prices fall and nest eggs fail to earn enough to provide for retirement. In the meantime, not-for-profit super funds have launched a new TV campaign to stop any bid by the major banks to gain a greater share of the market. This comes as the Productivity Commission is set to hand down recommendations, removing the link between industry awards and industry funds. The Attorney-General George Brandis has finally provided access to his diary. This ends a three-year fight with his Labor rival, the Shadow Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus. This all revolved around whether the Attorney-General met with those in legal aid before slashing their budgets back in 2014. Since then, it's morphed into this prolonged and expensive legal battle. We, we still don't know how much this has cost taxpayers, by the way. There's a good backgrounder from the ABC's Matthew Doran on this. Mark Dreyfus says it shows the federal government did not meet with any affected groups prior to the decision. But a spokesman for Brandis suggests that just because there wasn't anything in his diary doesn't mean that there wasn't a last-minute meeting that somehow wasn't recorded. This has also provided a boost to legal assistance groups who continue to campaign against the budget cuts. 
The issue of same-sex marriage flared up again over the weekend with Peter Dutton, the Immigration Minister, criticising CEOs who are advocating for a change to the Marriage Act. He says those CEOs, including the chief of Qantas, Alan Joyce, who's gay, should, quote, stick to their knitting and not bully the government over the issue. Qantas, in response, said it would continue to advocate on this, urging Parliament to act, and its actions have also been defended by the Education Minister, Simon Birmingham, yesterday. It comes as reports filter in of a renewed push within the coalition for Mr Turnbull to consider abandoning plans for a plebiscite and to propose a free vote in Parliament instead. This has upset Conservatives, including, evidently, Peter Dutton, who's been criticised by Michelle Grattan this morning, who suggests that maybe he should stick to his own portfolio of immigration and border protection. This all depends on whether Mr Turnbull wants to fight on this and whether he thinks he can afford to have a fight on this after months of being on the back foot. It follows a retail poll commissioned by the group Australians for Equality and published in Fairfax, showing in 12 of the safest coalition seats in the country, a majority of voters support same-sex marriage. The survey of 700 people in each electorate show a majority say same-sex couples should be allowed to marry and that the issue needs to be resolved by a vote in Parliament by the end of the year. It doesn't look like it asks questions about whether there should be a nationwide plebiscite beforehand. There's some commentary this morning that Malcolm Turnbull has attempted to channel Donald Trump as part of a number of tweets yesterday. He said reports from the Sunday Telegraph that the government was considering whether to cut welfare payments of less than $20 a fortnight were fake, quote-unquote. Samantha Maiden, the reporter, disputes that, tweeted photos of documents that she says showed the government at the very least commissioned modelling to see what the effect could be. The Prime Minister may have got fired up on Twitter but failed to reject the claim that the government at least costed the proposal, which would have affected those on the age pension the most. The ABC reminds us as well this morning, the federal government still has to pass its omnibus childcare welfare bill by the end of next week if it wants the savings in the budget. There are four-page ads in the paper this morning urging Parliament to make improvements to the childcare system. Crossbenchers remain to be convinced after the changes to childcare were linked to welfare cuts. And the clock is definitely ticking for the Social Services Minister Christian Porter, who will be continuing negotiations this week. News Limited says the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull will be targeting Bill Shorten over the wage deals struck between unions and major fast food outlets. The enterprise bargaining deals between the SDA and the likes of McDonald's and KFC have typically seen wages on Sundays lower than what they are for small businesses. In quotes published this morning, Mr Turnbull said the federal government, quote, will not stand by and let union bosses and big business rip off workers. This may seem odd, given the Liberal leader on Friday praised the Fair Work Commission for cutting penalty rates, but anyway, the News Limited says that new laws will also be introduced to ban secret payments between businesses and unions that result in favourable treatment during negotiations. And Bill Shorten will continue to focus on penalty rates as well today by the looks of things following his speech in Melbourne on Sunday. Briefly making news this morning, Australia has decided not to link its $5 billion Northern Australia Fund with China's One Belt, One Road initiative. This could have seen a greater Chinese integration of ports facilities in Australia, for instance, and comes ahead of this week's visit of the Chinese Premier to Australia. The former WA Treasurer Mike Nahan is likely to replace Colin Barnett as Liberal leader. The former Treasurer of WA is set to be elected unopposed tomorrow, according to the Australian Greg Hunt, the health minister, seems to be making all the right noises for lifting the freeze on the Medicare rebate for doctors. He was on Sky yesterday praising two key doctors groups for the way that they've negotiated on the issue so far, so watch this space. 
and beehives have been introduced to Parliament House amid the growing concern about bee populations around the world. And yes, there are some terrible, terrible bee puns in the papers this morning. The House of Representatives and the Senate will start at 10 o'clock today. Nothing planned from the Prime Minister or the Opposition Leader at this stage. Today's parliamentary committees will be focusing on the proposed new headquarters for the Immigration Department, the performance of the Immigration Department as a whole, as well as the exchange of classified information with France. It should be partly cloudy today. The medium chance of showers and storms in Canberra this afternoon and a top of 24 degrees expected. I'm Francis Keeney and thank you very much for your company. And if you want more information about this podcast, you can visit thetrough.com.au. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to, you can leave a nice review on iTunes or you can hit subscribe if you want as well. Thanks again. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank mm-hmm. you.